everyone, and welcome to the July Lymphedema Patient Roundtable. We are so glad that you are logging on even right now, and I'll do a quick introduction of our amazing, wonderful, inspiring, insightful, generally awesome panelists. Kelly Bell, veteran fighting lymphedema. He's fighting and he's winning, and we want you to as well. Alexa Ercolano, she is my right arm, my left arm. She helps <laughs> us out with Lymphopress, with all of our communications efforts. She also is the founder of the Lymphy Life blog and well-known in the lymphedema community and a patient advocate as well. Betty Westbrook, CLT, giving us some TLC tonight and sharing her love for children she's helping at Camp Watch Me, as well as bringing her medical insights to any questions you might have. And by the way, if you have questions, stick them in the Q&A. We would love to answer as many as we possibly can. Katherine Rosenberg, who has some great travel tips for us, lymphedema patient and who's been managing her condition successfully for many years. Amanda Sobe, who is a motivational speaker. She has lymphedema. She is also a nutritionist. Congratulations on your new distinction as a nutritionist, Amanda. We're so delighted to have you. And we always love her backdrop. It makes me want to go to the gym and pump some iron. <laughs> Angela Jones, Angela, if I have gained any weight it's this past month, it's because of what you've been posting all over oh. your social channels. Oh. You are cooking up a storm, but you're actually cooking healthy. And yeah. we might get to that lipolymphedema patient and a wonderfully inspirational person. Angela, we're so glad you're with us. Thank you. Cam, I am. Cam, I, Ella. We love him for his advocacy for the lymphedema community. He is also a member of the Lympha Press team. He's a celebrity in his own right. <laughs> but we're not doing autographs tonight, are we, Kim? Yeah, shoot me a DM, maybe later. <laughs> maybe. Hey, there you go. There's an invitation. So we know that you're continuing to log on. Feel free to put your questions in chat. But I want to talk about a topic that's on a lot of people's minds right now because it is vacation time. It's summertime. And the living is sometimes not easy, mm. especially in the heat for those with lymphedema. But also there are the challenges associated with travel. Now, you just recently traveled, Angela. And I understand our friend Catherine Rosenberg gave you a tip that helped you. She gave me lots of tips. Well, let's let's <laughs> share with the rest tip. of the class. Um, I had traveled with a pump before, but not the Lymphopress. And I, I don't think I was particularly fond of the previous pump because I just threw it in a suitcase and put it in cargo and it went on and it got there okay. But this time I wanted my pump, uh, my Lymphopress, I wanted to travel with it. I wanted to use it as a, do a check-in um, a carry-on, I mean, and I couldn't get it in the luggage, in a, in a piece of luggage that would fit the overhead compartment. So I shot a message to Catherine, help me, and she did. She gave me a lot of good pointers about um, TLC, what is it, T, um, TSA Cares. Um, so I contacted them and... and well, uh, keep going because I got a visual to show everybody. And okay. by the way, I forgot to, did I forget to introduce our dear and wonderful Mary Castleberg tonight? No worries. I apologize. Maybe it was because she insulted me about my age before we went live. I don't know. <laughs> it was me. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Hey, we're here to have fun. If you can't laugh, 
then you're you tuned into the wrong station tonight because we we thoroughly enjoy each other's company we enjoy you being with us and i love angela that you picked up the phone and said help we're here to help that's what we're all about at lympha press so here is a screen and you may want to write this down what exactly is this angela and feel free to jump in catherine Yeah, Catherine knows more about it than I do. I didn't even know anything about it until she told me and she sent me this very information, but I did call TSA Cares and they stand by ready to help you if you need help to get through um, the security line and with wheelchairs or whatever. And also um, I was concerned about taking, if I had used it as a, a, if I had taken it as a carry-on, I was concerned about having to take it out, the pants in particular, unwrap them, and then cram them back into that luggage. And, uh, and so the TSA person said to me, well, it's pretty much a given, you will have to take them out. So it ends up, I did not take them as a carry-on. I wrapped them in several rolls of um, bubble wrap and used, and I had it checked with a cargo and got there safely. So I've been using it since I got here and it's, it's fine, but um, Catherine was just a lot of help because I just kept asking her questions and she was sending me pictures of how she packs hers and I'm like, mine won't do that. And, uh, and so she was, just, <laughs> she was just so very helpful. I really appreciate that. So Catherine, how did you find out about TSA Cares? So when I was working towards my, towards my PhD, when I was doing a lot of traveling back and forth to Chicago, um, I always flew the same airline. So in Philadelphia, you wind up going through the same security gate. Well, I kept seeing the same security guard every single time because I was always flying on the same flight every, every other week, basically. So he finally said to me after like three times, here, take this card, call ahead of time, and we will get you the assistance that you need before you get here. So when my leg has been wrapped, um, they don't make me unwrap it. I've had my tribute underneath my wraps, so it's nice and thick and, you know, um, because of the extra padding, and they don't ever make me take my wraps off. They, um, depending on where you're at and how nice of the security guards they are. Um, sometimes they will not make you take the pump out of the bag and just bring the bag over and literally wipe down the machine and wipe down the garment. Um, and that has been a super help for me because years ago I had flown to San Antonio, I think it was, and they made me unwrap my leg before to get through security, but I was the first flight in the morning. So I didn't have enough time to re-roll my bandages and roll, put them back on my leg. And I actually wound up, unfortunately, with a very bad case of cellulitis after the four hour flight home because I couldn't wrap my leg. So I learned that I had to get there early enough to take care of the situation. And I no longer have to get there three hours or four hours before I can get there the two hours and as long as I call them ahead of time and it works um, super well. And another travel tip that I was actually just telling Brenda about, um, if you fly Southwest, Southwest is very, very generous when it comes to uh, persons with disabilities. So what it is, is you wind up putting out a little bit of extra money in the beginning, but it gets refunded back to you. So what happens is, is you can actually purchase a second seat to guarantee that you have extra space for your leg. And then after your flight can, um, is complete, round trip, 
you call them and they will reimburse your credit card back for that extra seat. Um, and if when you're already at the airport, already checked in and you're by the gate and you go up to the, the airline person that's at the desk over there and you ask them, is this a full flight? If they tell you no, you ask them for an additional seat so you can get a full row for, for, for basically for free, two extra seats for free. And that's when they don't want to for. Did everybody at this roundtable know that? Because I did not know that. I think that is valuable information. Mm -hmm. Drop the mic. We've already, we can all go home now. We've all just added so much value to everybody. No, 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 you can't go home, Betty Westbrook, because I'm going to you next. You know, Lympha Press hosts these roundtables every month because we genuinely care. We care about you and how you are managing your lymphedema after you get your lympha press pump, which I hope you do have one to manage your condition. If not, please email me afterward. After you get your pump, it's great to have a community to support you. People that will cheer you on or give you good advice like Catherine and Angela just gave. And then it's also great to get out of ourselves. We all face different challenges and think about someone else or maybe help someone else. Betty Westbrook has devoted her life to helping people and a dream was birthed a few years ago to help children with lymphedema. And she started with her friend, Brittany Williams, who I believe Brittany's out there tonight and we honor and love you, Brittany, as well. Can't watch me. Why don't you give us the Reader's Digest version, my dear friend, Betty Westbrook, of what Camp Watch Me is and what happened just this past month. I'm not an avid reader. Is Reader's Digest the short version or the long version? It's the short version. <laughs> um, I will try to do that. And I'm gonna try to talk slower. I mean, yeah, slower. Um, because for one, I'm from the South and I talk fast. But also I get excited and I talk fast. So it's like double whammy over here. Um, so Camp Watch Me, I'll start with the name. It sounds kind of weird. Um, I want kids who have lymphedema and their parents um, to come to camp and to leave with a confidence that the next time someone says to them, can't, you shouldn't, what if you get hurt, your lymphedema, I just want them to say, watch me, I'll try, or watch me, I will, um, however it goes. Um, and there's a whole story on that of why I um, kind of came upon that name, um, and that's not the Reader's Digest version. Um, so this last month, so June 16th through the 24th, we were in Colorado. We had two sessions of about nine families each. Um, when it all came out, it was about 18 parents and 18 kids. Um, and some of them we had extra parents. Um, so you will see here um, the boy in yellow and black, the dad in black. Um, that's the super singers. That is Hunter and his dad, Dave. Um, his dad, Dave had lymphedema as a kid. Um, and you can see him here now as an adult. And this is his son, Hunter, next to him as a kid with lymphedema. And one of the most touching stories at camp was how Dave had said, um, I've just always lived with it. I've not ever really been compliant with treatment. I have a pump. Um, I may or may not use it. I've had cellulitis so many times. I've almost died so many times. Um, but for work and other reasons, he couldn't afford to take off and go to treatment and, you know, be off work. So you can see where he's at physically now with his lymphedema and him being at camp, um, 
really just inspired him to get control and to be, uh, you know, the influence in his son's life to be compliant. Um, and so they were at it together at camp getting bandaged. Um, and in the middle, you can see us. That was our movie night. Um, and this is something that I think is so cool and that I love about camp. Um, all of these kids are down there getting some form of treatment. But this is probably the almost the last night of camp. And look how comfortable they are to be bandaged around each other. When they first came in, um, there were some kids at the airport. One little girl, she was wearing like some sweatpants or some joggers. And she saw one of the little boys at the airport and she knew he was a lymphedema camper uh, because he had shorts on with knee high stockings. And she tugged on her mom's shirt and she said, mom, can I go to the bathroom and change into my shorts? And her mom said she has never asked to wear shorts in public ever. And I think she was like 10 or 11. Um, and just seeing him at the airport, I mean, camp hadn't even happened. And she was already encouraged to be herself and to be able to wear shorts. Um, and this is Hunter over here in his lymphopress. Um, With his two thumbs up. <laughs> I just love this kid. I wanna go squish his little cheeks right now. Um, so you watch me. It's for kids and it's for parents. Um, the parents have education sessions where they learn how to um, do MLD. They learn how to do kinesio taping, bandaging, um, tips and tricks for bandaging. If you have like some difficult spots, what is lymphedema and just other things. We had a nutrition course. We spoke with Dr. Chin uh, about microsurgery options. Um, so we really try to cover the whole thing and it's, it's basic but it's also that one-on-one -on -one time that you don't really get in the clinic. And as a CLT myself, I try to talk to my parents. I try to talk to my my patients as much as I can during therapy, but there's a lot going on and it's hard to ask those questions and have that one-on-one -on -one conversation. And so I just thought it was really cool that every kid had their own CLT dedicated to them and their family. So every morning and every night and throughout the day, they could go to them and that was their direct point of contact. Um, so that was awesome. We had a whole host of uh, volunteer CLTs. Some stayed both weeks and uh, Mary and Sydney were our volunteers and they stayed both weeks. All right, uh, I want to get to Mary too. Because she had a life-changing experience, but I want to, first of all, note in this first picture on the left, this is the importance of compliance. Yeah, Because absolutely. left unchecked. So for those of you who maybe are a little weary, oh, do I have to use my pump today? Yes, please, you should use your pump today because you then can stay ahead of this and stay on top of it and all the different tools in your toolbox. And I love how the little boy is starting early and you've equipped him and his dad with the tools to manage this condition and successfully, you can manage this successfully. Now we have panelists here, Alexa, Cam, Catherine, and Mary, you all were children with lymphedema. What would have an experience like this meant to you back then? My God, I mean, it would have been completely life-changing not to sound cliche, but that would have changed the whole trajectory of how I perceived myself, how I saw myself in the world. Um, you know, I, I have a twin sister who does not have lymphedema. 
So it's constantly comparing built in to a, a normal kid and to be able to see other children who were like me and had a, a puffy foot or a, you know, a swollen arm or whatever would have completely changed the course of my life. And I don't say that lightly. I think it would have done wonders for my self-esteem and my compliance because I was not compliant for years. <laughs> so yeah. seeing this stuff, it just makes me, my heart just swell, no pun intended. It's just so, I, I just love to see it. I love that these kids have each other and have people like Betty and Mary and everyone to support them and their families in this journey, setting the, the right foundations. What you're doing. Yeah with Ryland's Feet Foundation is amazing. We're going to put a graphic up. So if you want to get involved or if you want to support, please do go ahead, Cam. We want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I was just really going to kind of echo what Alexa was saying in that when I was 11 years old and diagnosed, we didn't even have social media or Facebook or these great online communities. Obviously, we didn't have YouTube and these Zoom meetings to, you know, have that camaraderie and camaraderie for you know, a growing child who's trying to find him or herself in the world and to have that support to kind of feel normal. Because I mean, to me, when I volunteered at the first camp, watch me, that was my whole goal was for these kids to feel normal, to do activities that normal kids do. And uh, the fact that Brittany and Betty have executed on this now for, for two summers, I just know that the trajectory and the lives and the families that they're going to impact for years forward is just going to be incredible. And I'm excited to, to continue to partner with them. Yes, absolutely. Catherine, did you want to add anything? Sure. Um, so for me, this would have been just as Alexa said, very life-changing because unfortunately um, where I'm at, they did not have a pediatric lymphedema therapist. So I had no clue of treatment options until I was 20 and I was diagnosed at eight. So I went, I went 12 years with no, no, um, no treatment whatsoever. So it was much more difficult to get control of my lymphedema because of that. However, um, I do live by the um, motto of I'm going to do something and you're going to watch and see that I can do it because I get told a lot that I can't do something. And that being told you can't do something is not in my vocabulary. It hasn't been in a long time. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. And we love that spirit. And what I love about these photos is it's not just about learning about compliance and compression and taping and pumping. These kids are having fun. Mm -hmm. And I can see you, Mary, in these photos having a blast too. And I think that you would say this was a life-changing experience for you. Absolutely. I told Brittany and Betty, um, you know, they've really made a dream come true for me that I didn't even know, you know, I knew that I wanted to make a difference uh, with lymphedema, but to be able to be a part of this. And I went through, I went through a lot of depression when I was diagnosed, you know, I was diagnosed when I was 12. It's already an awkward time and you feel so alone. Um, and so for me to kind of have even a tiny voice in these other kids' journeys that's saying, hey, it gets better. It's, you know, you're not alone. Um, the fact that Betty and Brittany created that, um, I, you know, they are by all means my superheroes in life. Um, and I was just very honored to be a part of it, to make connections with these kids. Like Cam said, to 
see them being normal and not being afraid of like they they call beige stockings boring beige and I was like I need cool colors like why don't I wear hot pink stockings um and so it was just it, it almost it has taken me a while to even articulate how much it meant to me to be a part of and I hope that I'm a part of it for many many years to come because it's truly changing lives I went through a time where you know I had some some suicidal thoughts and to know that I could potentially have a voice in changing that for someone else was absolutely incredible What's also incredible, I remember when I interviewed you, Mary, for our lymphedema channel on YouTube, you said, I didn't see anybody else that looked like me. And here you are, full circle, showing up. And I bet every one of these little people were looking at you and saying, wow, I can grow up and be like her because you're awesome. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're amazing. You're professional. You're talented. And they got to see that lymphedema does not have to hold you back from having big dreams and a big, beautiful life. And I wanna convey that message to everybody that's tuned in tonight, no matter what your age, lymphedema does not have to be an end. You can manage it and you can continue and you can thrive. So Betty, I honor you and the founders of Bryland's Feet Foundation. Lympha Press was proud to be a sponsor and we always wanna be your favorite and go-to pump sponsor because we believe in what you're doing. Well, definitely from the get-go, Lympha Press, um, Brittany and I have said it the whole time and she's the founder of Bryland's Feet. We've said it the whole time that just from instantly talking with Eric um, and I think Janelle was part of that first conversation we just have clicked and the, the support is there, but like that just love is there. Cause you guys are so helpful. And the kids, the kids love their pump that they were trying on. You can tell it at the demo. Um, and there's some pictures that probably didn't make it in of the parents who were trying on the demo and they're like, Oh yeah, let's kick up in these. Can I take this to the room for an hour and take a nap? Um, so that was great. Um, so there's two things I want to mention. I know we're going to move on. Um, Catherine, you said that when you were a kiddo and you had lymphedema, uh, you didn't have a pediatric lymphedema therapist um, that could help you. And, you know, you really didn't get very good options until you were in your 20s. Um, as a CLT who had only seen one kid with lymphedema before planning the first lymphedema camp, uh, it has been so important for me to bring CLTs along who I'm trying to filter myself here, are amazing um, and passionate, but they don't have to be lymphedema, pediatric lymphedema therapists. We had 14 total CLTs between the two weeks. Two of them had previous pediatric lymphedema experience. So we had 14 CLTs that were on site and we probably had 40 volunteers that had never treated kids that were like, hey, I would like to try and that's all we were ever asking. So if you're a CLT watching this live or on the replay, please don't feel like you're scared of them or you're going to hurt them or break them. You are going to help them better themselves. You're going to help yourself as a CLT learn. Um, and I, if I can, I don't know if it's a plug, 
but I will be teaching at the NLN conference um, in the fall about pediatric lymphedema and it's all manual. So go check it out if you're a CLT listening. There's like 10 of us that are doing in-person labs um, and they're giving like a special award if you go through all of them, whatever. But pediatric lymphedema, if you're interested, I'm basically doing a mini camp watch me of the education sessions. It's all hands-on and we have some really cool secret stuff coming with us. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say is Charlotte, she's a little girl that was in pink. Mary, what did she call us when she came to camp? Because I know it's your favorite. So uh, it's so cute. So her mom told me she, Charlotte just turned five and she can't pronounce lymphedema. So she told her mom that she was so excited to meet her fluid friends. And I was just like, it, oh my gosh, she, I'm like almost tearing up right now. She was the cutest, you know, I love all five-year-olds. I think it's a great age. Um, but she, you know, just to add a, a five-year-old is so excited to meet people like her. Um, and to see the connection that she and Brylin made, Brylin uh, just turned seven and, you know, she was almost taking that little big sister role and it was absolutely incredible to see the connections that the, the kids made. Well, I love it. We could probably devote the entire hour to Camp Watch Me and Brylin's Feet Foundation. Information will be included in the graphics so that you can follow up if you're interested and we will certainly keep promoting it all year long because we are true believers but I do want to move on and I want to congratulate our panelist Amanda Sobey who is officially a nutritionist and so congratulations Amanda and how does this play out in your practice with helping lymphedema patients? Well, thank you for the congratulations. It's been, um, I love food. So it was only a matter of time before this came official. And I think everyone here sitting on the panel has recognized that lymphedema is just not a one solution fix. It really is a collective of tools that you need to use in order to manage this disease. And um, every time that I do personal training and muscle training and strength training with my clients, Everybody tells me, well, muscles are only half of the battle. Nutrition is the other half. And uh, it would just, again, I love food. I love learning about food and just the importance of it. And it really does make a difference. And I'm very happy to be able to have a voice and to speak about just what food does for the human body and kind of break some myths about what healthy means. And uh, so if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. Yeah, we would love people to put your questions in the Q&A. And really, there's not one answer for everybody because everybody is different, correct? It is so true. Um, and there's always, a, like, there's always fad diets or pills or this and that. And I think it, it's very important to understand why you want to do something for your body. I also think it's very, uh, you need to understand just the different types of nutrition that's out there based on your genetics, based on your surroundings and the economy that's accessible and what you can afford will ultimately determine what is uh, appropriate for your lifestyle and for what you to do, because you could put yourself at a lot of risk if you're just, you know, following what your friend does or just listening to what other people do. It really has to be catered 
to you and to yourself. And again, it's just, I think it's, it's such a huge topic where it's, it it's not going to be talked about all. Again, that could be another whole show too. I want to ask you, Angela, about some of the food you've been cooking, but first I want to address a question from the audience for you, Amanda. Carlin Shedlowski wants to know what foods might trigger lymphedema swelling? So there's always your standardized list of uh, low sodium uh, or salt, right? Like especially table salt, that's not really the best version that you should go for, no MSG no alcohol. And then of course, we're going to get into some controversial topics, carbohydrates. Um, carbohydrates get a really, really bad name. And I want to say not all carbs are bad first and foremost, um, but it is important to understand what your carbohydrates are, how they break down in your body, and also watching how many carbohydrates that you do eat, because ultimately carbohydrates convert into sugar, sugar causes inflammation. So if you have a diet, even if vegetables, vegetables can be carbohydrates and fruits can be carbohydrates. So it's a really big category. So understanding about carbohydrates, I would say is important. And then I do find uh, for a lot of people, dairy is, a, is inflammatory. And this is controversial because then you get into the whole keto diet lifestyle. So if you really want to have more information and understand what is good for you and what's bad for you, look for some professional resources, do some research on your own. Feel free to give me a call to see and navigate your way around what foods really help and hinder. But I think we all agree to no alcohol, low sodium, no MSG. Um, and then obviously watch your carbs is just a small little list of some foods that can cause inflammation. Great synopsis. And also, Amanda, you do virtual visits with anybody who would want to meet with you. So that's great. Your contact information will be up on the screen. So Angela, you're making me hungry. Everything you post on Facebook, what's going on there and what's cooking? I can't hear you. You're muted. <laughs> yep, you're still muted. So you're not going to give us the secrets, are you? Um, okay, there you, there you go. go. Um, I actually like to play with food. Um, I grew up in the South. And in the South, I always say we either boil it till it's mush or fry it till it's leather. And so <laughs> I, I actually had to train myself to cook heavy, um, healthy foods um, because I always loaded foods, you know, with salt and, and oil and all kinds of stuff. So I like to play with food. I like colors. I like mixing textures together. Um, my, my new thing now is eating edible flowers. I love those. I love, um, I, I think we eat with our eyes first. So I like to make the food really appealing. It has to be beautiful to me. And I, and I like the taste to be there. I don't like to drown it in artificial taste. I want the real taste to be there. So I just, I play with food a lot and I'm in North Carolina now. So I got a chance to go to the farmer's market um, on Saturday and the farmer's market here is in, in Raleigh is open 364 days a year. Whereas in Arizona, where I am most of the time, it's open whenever. And, and, uh, and so here I get to have, you know, all the things that I grew up eating and I just get to play with them and make them really, really healthy. So that's well, me. food. You're actually encouraging me because it looks so tempting and delicious. Thank you. It's lovely. I love Thank it. You. 
you may be wondering where did Betty Westbrook go? She didn't actually leave. She mm -hmm. has a little boy named Holt and he is screaming for her right now. So she <laughs> had to exit. So we hope she'll be joining us again. Amanda, what did you want to add? Um, I just forgot to say, this is a great chance. I have made actual learning books. So if anybody wants to know more information about diets that are good for lymphedema, you can check out my website at www.amandasobi.com. I've given my, my lectures as well as um, a full on recipe book. So if you do want to get started and you just want to follow along and start to learn, please feel free to check it out. Um, so thanks for allowing me to of say course, that. But absolutely. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. always going to um, update my lectures and my learning to help guide your way and navigate. Of course, as, as Angela said, you want it to be flavorful, you want it to be delicious, and food should be celebrated. But it's really hard sometimes to figure out your way around the nutrition maze. Excellent. Well put. Go ahead, Mary. I think on that note, too, um, I feel like this is like, my theme whenever I'm on here, but um, listen to your body and it's okay to every now and then have something that you really like that might not make your leg yeah. feel good. You know, if it's your birthday and you want a slice of cake, have that slice of cake. Mm -hmm. Do you have cake every weekend? No. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's something that, you know, I think sometimes when we put such harsh boundaries on what we can and can't do with lymphedema, it's really easy to fall off the wagon and just forget all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it is important to note that like, you know, every now and then if you, for me, I love cheese. I love every kind of cheese. I do not discriminate. Um, <laughs> when I come home, I like if a cheese board is my favorite thing. Um, and so to allow myself sometimes to have it helps me be compliant because I feel like if I go a long time, just thinking about it then I fall off the wagon really hard versus if I'm craving something and, and I know it's going to hurt, but just a little bit is better. Than just very well said. Very well said. Definitely, Mary. I'm behind you a thousand percent. Yeah. On to that too. Um, I am someone who likes to eat some pizza. I'm an Italian girl, eat a lot of pizza, eat a lot of <laughs> Italian meats. But when that happens, like Mary was saying, you know, rather than deny yourself, you also have to combat that. I know that I'm going to have to drink a lot more water to fight that sodium. I know I'm going to have to get in my pump that night, you know, extra hard and, and really get in there. But um, yeah, it's all about counterbalancing like that and not denying yourself um, for sure. But and I have sat at a table with you, Alexa, yes. and I know Eating the prosciutto and everything <laughs> first and then she enjoys. So it really is. You're right, Angela, the eyes first and then mm -hmm. everything else follows through. Amanda, people are asking for your website address, if you wouldn't mind giving that to everybody. Sure, it's www.amandasobi.com, and Sobi is spelled S as in Sam, O, B as in Bob, E, Y.com, and yeah, for those people who are doing nutrition, Mary and Alexa, they're just such great examples. We have tools that were really, really good. Every once in a while, we all fall off and we embrace falling off. It's nice to feel normal once in a while, but you have those tools. You have your lymphopress, you have your bandages, you have your water, you have your muscles. You know, you do what you can so that you can live as normal as possible, but there is a role of dedication and commitment to being healthy and you have to find that balance and that looks differently for everybody. Well said, and I want to go to the author of The Five C's, my friend Cam Ayella. One of the first things that he did when he joined the Lymphopress team, he said, look, 
you need to do the five C's. So I'm yes. going to prompt you, Cam, on each of them. And I want you to give us your spiel. And by the way, Kelly, anybody else wants to jump in on this? The first C for all of our lymphedema friends out there is compliance. Yes, compliance. Um, the reason why compliance is so important is I've said this on past pod or past uh, recordings, and I say this to my patients and to my lymphedema therapists every day lymphedema doesn't take any days off, right? So the more consistent you are uh, with your compliance, the better results you're going to get. So um, that's why it's important to like, for example, if uh, a pump is part of your repertoire of your management, it's important that it's easy to use. That way you can be compliant because the more you use it, the more you benefit from it. The more you treat yourself, the more your body will respond in a positive manner. Compliance. And you know what? Just like to Mary's point, you're not always perfect, mm -hmm. but get right back on that wagon. Get right back on and comply again. Chambers, your second C, compliance, chambers. Yes. So chambers, as it pertains to the lymphopress garments, um, is very similar to the principles of compression wrapping. When a therapist is wrapping, you want to have anywhere from 30 to 50% overlap when you're being wrapped, right? So with all the lymphopress garments, upper and lower extremity, we have that 30 plus percent overlap in the chamber. So that means you're going to make sure we're not preventing, or we're making sure we are preventing any vascular or lymphatic fluid going downstream. We want it all to go upstream. Very important. So there's no gaps. Exactly. Just keep it flowing. Compliance, chambers, compression. Yes. And this is one that is uh, very important is, is having that consistency and compression. Uh, I know patients, when you're using a Velcro garment, for example, or you're doing bandaging, the gradient can vary depending upon how tight you pull it, right? So uh, with the lymphopress garments being inflate to fit, you're going to get that consistent compression every single time you use the device. And like we've all said, our bodies are going to fluctuate in size, right? I'm here in the South. It's very hot and humid. My legs tend to flare up more in the summertime. So when I use my lymphopress pump, because it's inflate to fit, I'm getting that consistent compression every single time I pump, regardless if it's December or July. You know, this roundtable is open to anybody. You don't have to necessarily have a lymphopress. We welcome you. We want to share good information and encourage you. The hardest thing for me though, are the phone calls I get from people who say, I didn't even know I had a choice. I was prescribed a pump and it's sitting in my closet collecting dust because it's just too difficult to use. Please, we encourage you, if you are considering a pump, not all pumps are created equal. Please, I encourage you. And not just because I work for the company. I firmly believe Lymphopress is the most advanced pneumatic compression system in the world. And it is easy to use. And many of the people here at this roundtable can attest to it. Go ahead, Mary. You want to add something? You're muted right now, but go for it. Yes, um, if you do have a pump that you're not using, it is not too late to ask your provider, you know, what it would take to get another pump, whether or not it's lymphopress or a different company, everyone is created differently with lymphedema. And so some things might work better than others. So if you have a pump that's sitting in your closet, you are not out of luck necessarily for, you know, several years, see what your insurance company will do. If it's not working for you, they might cover another product. 
Excellent. Can I that real quick? Yeah. Um, I can actually attest to this. Um, this actually happened with me about two years ago and we weren't sure if my insurance company was going to cover it. The only thing I had to do was get a doctor, a note from a, a doctor who was treating my lymphedema and stating that this pump was not effective for me. So we need to try a different one. And my insurance company covered it at hundred percent with that documentation. Well, that's really good. And that's encouraging for a lot of people out there. I think a lot of people on the replay will make a note of that and follow up. I want to go to the last two C's. We did compliance, chambers, and compression. Not all compression is created equal. Clinical. What about clinical, Cam? Yeah. And I think this really goes to if there's any lymphedema therapist watching or any other practitioners, you know, you want to prescribe a device to your patient that's been clinically proven, right? And lymphopress is just that. Um, there is a um, up and coming lymphatic imaging called endocyanide green, IC green. Look it up. I'm sure you can see that information on our lymphopress website on the clinical section. But essentially, lymphopress has proven in real time that a patient with lymphedema while using the pump, we are stimulating the lymphatics and we're moving that fluid. We've seen it. We had a clear garment. So you can see um, that on some of our other YouTube videos. So again, having a device that has been clinically proven can really debunk a lot of myths that you may have you know, read on other websites or you've heard from friends. So I encourage you to check out our clinical studies on our website if you want to get a little bit more information on the science and the medicine behind how Olympopress was created and why it was created. You know, a lot of people that are watching may not be looking at the chat. And I want to just say that we got a beautiful note from Marilyn Jackson, who can attest to the fact of the clinical efficacy because she's got personal experience. Marilyn, we're so glad you joined us tonight. Thank you for being here with us. She says, Lymphopress has been a game changer for my son. And Mary, you also made the big difference being our rep for Lymphopress. So that's really gratifying when your passion and your profession meet. Both you and Cam and now Alexa can attest to the fact that you're working for something that's actually helped affect your life for good. And you can say with confidence that it will help other people. Uh, someone wanted to know again, what is the name of the camp? Betty? You're muted. <laughs> what is this mute? Did you well, all get a memo that you were going to mute yourselves and just torment me tonight? And, and now the mutiny. It is the mutiny. It's a mutiny. Oh no, Cam. <laughs> I've done it. Gosh, Cam. Uh, it's Camp Watch Me. Perfect. We got the t-shirts to say it. Yes, Chelsea Edwards, thank you so much for the question. And Cam, the last C we did compliance, chambers, compression, clinical. The last one is care. And I think I have a different spin on it than you originally wrote, but feel free. Yeah, um, you know, the care really just comes to, you know, how the garments were constructed. They're very durable and ultimately they're very easy to clean, you know, especially with, with lymphedema. If you have episodes of lymphorrhea where you have literally lymphatic fluid weeping out of your skin or you have other chronic wounds or Maybe you're just hot, sweaty, and you just, you know, you ultimately have to take care of the garments, but cleaning it is so easy. Again, it's super durable. So having that garment that's going to be sustainable for you is really important. And one of the reasons why I personally chose 
uh, Lymphopress as a patient before coming over and, and now being a, a consultant. I love that story. I love how you had an experience with the company and the product. And that's what, you know, you were sought by many different compression pump companies. And we're so glad you joined our team because, and here's my take on it, you genuinely care. And I was delighted when I saw the attendee list tonight because we actually have some other team members that have joined in. There's a woman, Janetta, Janetta Lane, who has joined us tonight, and she is perhaps someone that will walk you through the process of getting your pump. She is a part of our patient relations team. One of our newer reps, Wendy Slieger, is out there tonight, and probably several others. We just want you to know that when you get a pump from Lymphopress, you're getting more than a pump. You're getting a posse. You're getting a group of people that genuinely care. We are rooting for you. We will advocate for you. We will work with your insurances. We will help you get the therapy, the very best therapy you need for your condition. And it is awesome. Teresa Fitzgerald is saying she is watching us tonight as she is walking in the pool. <laughs> so that's great exercise. And that actually debunks one of the myths about pressure, doesn't it? You know that whole thing where, you know, when you're in water, it's actually higher pressure. So anybody that would say high pressure in pumping is a bad thing, it doesn't make sense. Somebody could say that way better than I. Does anybody <laughs> want to jump in and save me? Or oh, thank you, Betty. Thank so you. Kim and I actually have had a um, podcast interview and we talked about travel earlier and I was going to mention this, is that there's a summer episode two summers back or something where we talked about travel and just like some summer tips for managing your lymphedema and cam correct me i think it was karen ashforth yep karen ashforth she's the uh, one who, who gave me that insight about the depth and pressure yep so every foot of water is equivalent to 10 millimeters millimeters of mercury millimeters of mercury yep mmhg i've been out of the clinic yeah. for a little bit um, so, you know, if you wear lower extremity compression, that's 30 to 40 millimeters of mercury is what your gradient is prescribed as. So if you're in between three to four feet of water, your feet are getting that 30 to 40 millimeters of mercury and it's gradient because the depth is different. And so one of the cool things that we had talked about is that if you have upper extremity lymphedema, um, you could dive for rings or you could like um take a long snorkel and get down low or whatever um and the farther you go in the gradient is naturally occurring um because of the water and just all those specific words and sciences i don't completely understand um well, but yeah totally saved me betty and i want to thank you because that's exactly what i was trying to say but <laughs> she's got a clt after her name I also want to note that Ed Davis, one of our national sales managers is out there tonight. Ed Davis, who personally helped set up, I believe you, Alexa, with your Lymphopress Optimal Plus. He did, and he did. genuinely caring individual who uh, is all about making lives better. We're just so glad you're out there. I want to ask anybody out there watching why it is as the evening goes on, my face appears to glow in the dark. What is going on with that? I mean, either, I mean, I know I'm happy to be here, but what, why does this happen? You can chat me later and let me know what's going on with that. 
And Manta, swimming is really good exercise for the lymphedema patient. It's fabulous. It's great for anybody and everybody. Um, swimming not only has that natural compression and gradient, it's easy on our joints. Um, and it just is a great way to move your body. Yeah, you know, somebody told us at the Lipedema Patient Roundtable, and by the way, we do those on the third Wednesday of every month. There is actually an app. Have you heard of this? It's called Swimbly. And Swimbly, if you don't have access to a pool, you can go on the app and just like you can get an Uber to get a car, you can get Swimbly to get a pool session so you can get some exercise. So pools are available to everybody thanks to this app. I think that's such a cool thing. Kelly, can you guys Bell, still see me? Yeah, I can see you. Sorry, there's a power failure in the house. Well, listen, while you had a power failure, we got our power amped up because Nazreen Starner CLT jumped in to join us. Hi, Nazreen. Hi, um, how are you? The mutiny continues. Oh, <laughs> it's so good to see you, Nazreen. How's everything been going? Good, thank you. I just actually came for my daughter's swim meet because I hear you guys are just talking about swimming. So I was at the pool for the past two hours. Excellent. So you would concur that if, if there is a really great all-round exercise for a lymphedema patient, being in a pool of water is a good thing. Definitely. I, I see really great results with my patients after they're in the pool and they enjoy it. It feels good for their bodies as well. So aside from just management of swelling, it really does help. Uh, but the one thing that I really like about the water too for our patients is they can't really guard themselves as much. So sometimes if they favor something, it really makes them strengthen and work those muscles very well. Really good. Yeah. So go ahead, Mary. So um, I actually got muted. Yes. Um, I got some insider study information from the one and only Ed Davis. Um, so 72 inches of water, which is about six feet, is equivalent to 134.5 millimeters of mercury. So if you are sitting in, you know, a five foot pool, lots of pools go down to five feet, you're at 112.1 millimeters of mercury. Generally for lower extremity, we recommend about 40 uh, for the pump. So the fact that pressure, you know, Karen Ashworth said, if you're cleared for getting in a pool and if you can sleep on your side, no pressure that we would ever prescribe is too high. Perfect. Now I got to say, we're almost, we're 10 minutes before ending tonight and I still haven't heard from my dear friend, Kelly Bell. So Kelly, what gems of wisdom do you want to drop on the round table tonight? Wow. I mean, I don't like, I just enjoy like all the good, good information from like, can't watch me. I mean, I mean, if you're watching this and you're a patient, like these are new things that have come out. I mean, even this round table itself, I mean, haven't battled this for 16 years and watching this like progression of knowledge and information being shared. I just think it's fantastic. I mean, to be honest with you, watching all, all of us come together. I mean, we started what, with four, maybe five people and now look at the panel. I know. So it's just fantastic to me. As a patient, I love it. And I will tell you this, if you're curious, if you're in the water and if it's working, find out how many times you have to go to the bathroom. That's my key. I, I'm in the bath. I'm in the pool for five minutes. I got to get out and go pee. I'm not going to lie to you. So that it means, works. Yeah. 
Thank you for getting out of the water, not peeing in the pool. <laughs> I could get a little more technical with that. I was on the swim team in high school, and we didn't get out of the water to go pee. <laughs> okay, so obviously this, this roundtable is getting out of hand here, and it wouldn't be a roundtable if we didn't talk about peeing at least once. So our tradition continues. Stefan John just texted, thank you for saving us from this conversation. He said, I want to know what would be the best recommendations for post-lymphedema surgery, workout routine, and pumping level. I'm going to throw to both Nazreen and Betty, as well as Amanda, if you want to jump in on that question. Okay. Um, so I guess it would depend on what specifically your lymphedema surgery was, because that would be very dependent on your recovery time and what your surgeon says. So first I would ask if you're cleared for surgery before you take any of these, um, suggestions or it's not medical advice. We're just kind of answering your question a little bit with some of our information. Um, I would say that. If you can tolerate, and I'm, I'm also just kind of assuming it's lower extremity, which is probably just because I just got done with camp and there are a whole lot of um, leg kids around. Um, so all kids have legs. So that's not what I meant. Um, lower extremity lymphedema. Most kids have legs. I guess some don't. I need to, I need to go to sleep. You need a nap, Betty, oh. is what you well, need. Well, what I was trying to say <laughs> is that if you can wear compression still, I think you're safe to exercise. Um, some doctors after lymphedema surgery, like at LVA and things like that, after your checkup, and I'm going off of information with Dr. Chin and our communication, after like six months, he will sometimes clear you then to have either a lower grade of compression or no compression. But as a CLT, I would always recommend being in some form of compression when you're exercising. Um, because of gravity and the way um, pumping increases your blood flow, increases your lymph production, increases your volume. So you want to have something to combat that. And I would say start low weights, low reps until you notice that you have like some steady endurance. Uh, and walking is a fabulous exercise to start with. So I'm not even going to recommend weights or reps or anything just yet. I think just walking if it's lower extremity. Um, or doing very light, um, no weight upper extremity movements is a really good starting point. But Nina's is the real expert in that weightlifting stuff. So take away. Um, as far as where we're at with our uh, lymphedema surgeries, our doctors tell us to really hold off most things for the very first month. And then everything is just based on how each individual patient is recovering and how well they're doing. As far as uh, compression, we continue to change that and monitor it. And we continue to take measurements with them as well as they do get imaging done. So that way we can kind of see how well they are progressing and if they need more containing materials or if we have to continue to continue to switch it. And that's not just for exercising, but just for everyday life. Um, as far as for pumping, our surgeons I know typically say for the first four weeks after surgery, they would like everyone to stop uh, just depending what type of surgery you had, uh, 
if it's an LVA, usually the graft is needing some time to heal. Kind of the workaround I've seen with that is that optimal plus pump because they can shut off some of the chambers on there. So that's been really a, a neat eye opener for me. So if there's somebody who has a little bit more proximal swelling or closer you know, to maybe their groin or their upper arm, then they can use those chambers and kind of shut off the ones that are maybe closer to the graft site. So that's kind of neat. Uh, but we just continue to progress based on what the surgeon says as far as exercise. I can't agree more with what Betty said, everything, but low and slow progression with everything that we do. You're not going to go right back into what you were doing. And with some of the surgeries, they do have restrictions, you know, on, you know, ankle flexion and mobility for a little while after you've had surgery too. So Nazreen, he actually clarified that it's the bulking, debulking for lower extremity, and he'll have the lymph node transfer in the fall. So if, I mean, the debulking is usually a pretty large scar region, correct? That's a really long incision. Yeah. And we, again, do not get into any personal medical advice, but as an overall theme here, some really good takeaways and appreciate the advice. I see you want to mention something, Catherine? Yes, real quick. So I can actually touch to this just slightly because I've actually had the LVA and AVLND both done. Um, and it really depends on what the doctor really wants because I can tell you I was three months, no weight bearing and no compression in the middle of the summer. So it really depends on the surgeon on how they want to proceed with the post-op care. So, and then it was, we started with a circular knit over off the shelf garment to then get back into the flat knit garment. Um, and then back up, then getting the pressure back up to the pressure in which he wanted to be. So you really kind of, I feel like you really want to really have that conversation with the surgeon who's doing the procedure because he's going to be he or she is going to be the one to tell you exactly their protocol and i knew his protocol going in that i was going to be three months non-weight bearing and three months no uh compression excellent advice and by the way we're rooting for you thank you so much for visiting with us tonight stefan and we hope that your procedure goes beautifully and you recover well. And I sure hope that you have a lymphopress to help you in your recovery. We are rapidly running out of time. And I just want to encourage all of you. We're here every month. Hopefully um, this great group, oh, there's Holt. So we have Holt now, Holt Westbrook, who has joined in the star of the show now, although he does need to be on mute, right, Betty, of all people. Holt needs to be on mute tonight. We appreciate you. Lymphedema patients, you are not alone. There is hope. There is help for your condition. Lymphopress is here to help. If we can serve you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out. And please join us again next month, the second Tuesday of every month. We will be right here at the round table. And everybody, you can just wave goodbye. It's lovely to see you tonight. Have a great, great rest of the week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Lymphedema Patient Roundtable podcast. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lymphedema channel on YouTube, or on Instagram, IGTV, at lympha 
underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphopress.com.